to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Thank you, guys. Um, well, if I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Tommy Spencer. And it's my honor to get a chance to be the family pastor um, here uh, at the church at Bushland. And uh, man, I want us to do something. I want us to honor our pastor, Jeff and Melissa, and his family, Natalie Brett. Can we just thank God for their yes to Jesus and how they lead us? Thanks for the opportunity to come under and alongside and to share today. I'm getting to share today. Um, you'll, you'll know why our pastor's wearing a hoodie. He looks good in that, by the way. All right, we got some of the rest of our staff. All right, some of the rest of our staff wearing some of those. Toward the end of this message, you're gonna hear how you can partner with the north side of town. If you're new to our church, the Lord has blessed us with the campus. It was by Coda Baptist Church. We're going to call that the church at Mesa Verde. And there is a whole bunch of kids and families that God sent from all over the world that we're going to get a chance just to love and encourage, pray for, bless. And here's, here's what we're believing for is that we're going to put this baptistry right here out in that parking lot, and we're going to see people say yes to Jesus and be baptized. Anybody else believing for that? Come on, that's the kingdom of heaven, amen? And that's what we're going to get the chance to be a part of. So that's one of my responsibilities is to help give direction to that, and I'll give you some update on that. But as I prepare just to share today, God put this word on my heart, the Great Commission. And so I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 28. We're going to be in verse 16 here in just a moment. How many love the word of God? Come on, where am I? Come on, you got the word of God? We still got some old school people out there. You got your hard copy? All right, yes. I know we got a new generation. It's all good. It's still the word, amen? Because I'll preach this till the Lord takes me home. But I want you to know, this is not just a book where you read words on a page. This is a person you get to encounter. Come on, his name is Jesus. These words are living and active. Does anybody believe this is the absolute truth of God? And so that's why we're getting in it today. And we're going to let his word go forth, knowing that he's faithful to perform it and finish it. And so there's an invitation for all of us today, and it's called the Great Commission. Originally, I was going to entitle this message, The Great Commission Versus the Great Compromise. But then the Lord said to me, there's no verses because that, 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 that um, communicates like there's actual competition there. How many know the Great Commission has already won over the Great Compromise because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? And the commission of God continues to go forth every day. And here's, here's what I love is that somewhere in the world right now, someone is praying to receive Jesus Christ. Someone is following him in believer's baptism. A marriage is being restored. A prodigal's coming home. How many know that that's the good news that we get to receive and deliver? And so there's an invitation today. Will you not just fulfill the Great Commission, but will you know the mandate that's on your life, that the blessing that we have to be a part of the Great Commission? Because here's what I can tell you. When you're about the mission of God, you won't settle for any compromises. What word is inside a compromise? All your minds are starting to think about it right now. 
promise. See, the enemy wants you to be robbed of the promises of God, and when he robs you of the promises of God, it's gonna rob somebody else that God wants you to influence about the promises of God. So here's all I know. Can we be about the great commission and not about the great compromise so that we walk in the fullness of the promises and someone sees that and they can get the promises too? And all we gotta do, watch this, we get to co-mission. Come on, somebody. You don't have to do this by yourself. You get to do it as a son of God, as a daughter of the king, filled with the Holy Spirit of God. If you're looking for a purpose, the word of God's got a purpose for you. See, it, it tells us, looky right here, Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 19, or 20, it says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. See, the disciples being obedient. They wanted to meet where Jesus was. This is on the other side of the resurrection. When they saw him, they worshiped him. Lord, may we worship you. But some doubted. And that's a, I think that's an encouraging word for some of you in this room today. God can handle your doubts. He's still inviting you to fulfill the great commission. He's just looking for an open heart. Amen? So if you got some doubts right now, can I just tell you, take them to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and let the Lord speak to your doubts because he will. I can testify, all right? So don't let your doubts keep you from being a part of the Great Commission because if you're not a part of the Great Commission, we will settle for the compromise. And I don't wanna give the enemy any more satisfaction because if Jesus said yes to me, I'm saying yes to him. So we get to co-labor, and here's what he wants us to do. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. Somebody say go. Go and make disciples of all nations, and God's brought the nations to us, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and here's the promise, and I will surely be with you always till the very end of the age. Where can I go from the presence of God? Nowhere. Somebody should be encouraged about that right now. God will meet you right where you are. If you feel like you're in the darkest, de most depths you've ever been in, can I just tell you, he will respond to your cry. His arm is not too short to save. His ear is not too dull to hear. He just doesn't want you to settle for what the world's trying to put before you. Our pastor preached on the two tables, the table of the Lord and the table of the world. And I'm just saying, and I believe we got a house full of believers who are saying, I'm gonna be about the commission of God and not the compromise of the world, amen? See, there's some questions in the Bible. And these questions come out like this. Elijah said in Kings, he said, how long are you gonna waver between two opinions? If God is God, then serve him. Come on, somebody, is he? Then let's not waver anymore. If he's God, I'm gonna serve him. He's getting my best, not my leftovers, all right? Paul said it this way to the church in Corinth. He said, you can't drink from the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. Listen to me. This is the absolute truth and it is equally as powerful as the day Jesus spoke it. It was written down and the Holy Spirit will give you understanding to it. And so may we never compromise the promises of God. There's an agenda out there right now to do away with the absolute truth of God and it's called relativism. And it's as my truth relates to me and your truth relates to you. Can I just say this to you in love? It's not your truth or someone else's truth. It's God's absolute truth and that's the commission of God. And you're not being mean and you're not being hateful when you stand on the promises of God. I go into public schools and I have kids who come up to me and say, 
things like I'm transgender and things like that. And I don't have to debate what they just came at me with. I get to respond with the absolute truth of God. And with kindness in my eyes, I look at them and I say, God did so good when he made you in his image. And that's the truth. So I'm going to elevate the truth of God. Come on. Because how I many you know I can't change somebody's heart, but I can agree with God's heart for them. And the best way I get to do that is through the absolute truth of God. So I'm on co-mission with God, and I'm not going to miss out on his promises by choosing to compromise. Is anybody with me? And I love this house. I love that this is a house. But listen to me. Here's some statistics. All right, what's a disciple first and foremost? It's really simply this, someone who follows the example of Jesus. Jesus said, come follow me. It's someone who worships and glorify God, glorifies God, just like we did this morning, but it's not just worshiping God in music. How many of you can worship God 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as long as he's getting glory? then worship him. You can worship, glorify God. You can serve and bless others because that blesses him. And then you can witness and tell of his good news. How many of you know that's what a disciple is? I'm gonna follow the example of Jesus. I'm gonna worship and glorify him, all right? I'm gonna serve and bless others. And then I'm gonna tell somebody else about the good news. But statistics say one in four believers, now this isn't just people on the outside, the peripheral, one in four who would come to church on a weekly or at least monthly basis, one in four has shared their faith with someone else. Does that bother anybody else in the room? Y'all, if I've been given the good news of God, then... What I want to do, I want to go stand on a mountaintop and I want to share the good news. Let me tell you what God's done for me because if he's done it for me, he can do it for you too. Can we change that percentage in this house and can it be four out of four? Or yeah, one out of four. Four out of four is 100%, right? Yeah, let me do my math, all right? Let me do my math. Can, can, it, it's not something that's just left up to a staff to do. This is a mandate for believers to do who are their sons and daughters of God. So God, who is it that you're commissioning me that I get to go be a disciple to help what? Make disciples, but I'm not gonna see the greater works Jesus said I would do if I'm not willing to at least open my mouth and testify to the greater works. Because when you lead someone to Jesus, does that increase your faith or decrease your faith? Come on, somebody, there we go. Like, it's just like, I gotta just step out there. Like, it's this thing called show and tell. How many of you remember show and tell? I'm gonna tell on myself a little bit, but listen, I was a first grader, so don't judge, all right? My brother was a kindergarten. He, it was show and tell. He didn't bring anything to show, so he had to tell. Well, the thing he told was something I'd done the day before. We were playing kiss and chase. Remember, I'm first grader, all right, on the, on the, on the deal. And, and so it got back to my brother, so he's gonna tell on his big brother, and the story came out like this. Yeah, my brother kissed this girl 30 times on the lips yesterday on the playground. <laughs> he was proud of his big brother, all right? Now, I know that's humorous, but listen to me. Do we not have the greatest thing to show? Do we not have the greatest thing to tell? And it's about our big brother. Come on, Jesus Christ. What has he done? And I know he's our Savior and Lord, but he is the first fruits of the children of God. Come on, he's the son of God. I want to be about his mission, and I won't settle for the compromises of God. So here's some questions for you. Has someone come to know Jesus through your testimony? Has someone experienced healing and breakthrough through your steps of faith? 
Has someone experienced his love through your service and words? Has someone experienced his kindness through your willingness to forgive and bless others? Aren't those all things that we can do? Does that cost anybody anything? You don't have to have money to fulfill the great commission of God. Uh-oh, I'm gonna meddle here for a second, come on. Right? You receive something freely and what do you get to do? Give it away freely. So what's keeping me from doing that? Is the world attracted to the Holy Spirit of God inside of you? I pray this week, we're gonna leave out of here on mission, on purpose, co-laboring with him, and we're gonna hear testimonies. Let me tell you about my neighbor that gave their heart to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you about my neighbor that I got to go pray for and encourage. Let me tell you about my son or daughter. Let me tell you about my mom or dad. Why? Because the good news is within you, and it's just waiting to get out. What does that look like? Look over at Thessalonians. I wanna show you the New Testament church. Here's what it looks like. 1 Thessalonians chapter one, verses one through 10. I love this. Paul's writing, Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of Thessalonians and God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work, watch this, produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not just simply with words, but with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, and in spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so listen, here it is. You became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in those areas, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. How many of you want that to be said of your family? How many of you want that to be said of this house? How many of you want that to be said of this Bushland community? That our faith is becoming known everywhere. And how is it being known? Through faith, hope, and love. Paul wrote it this way in 1 Corinthians 13. These three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. What is it saying? It's basically saying this, God, I'm gonna trust you no matter what. God, I'm gonna remain hopeful no matter what. God, I'm gonna choose to love no matter what. How many of you can do that? But I'm trusting God. I'm not putting my trust in man. I'm remaining hopeful in God. I'm not gonna get discouraged and downcast because of what I see going on. Why? Because my hope is in him. And then Christ in you is the hope of glory for someone else. And then I'm gonna choose to love because how many of you know God's loving me? Can we do this? Yes, we can. And I wanna say when you're about the commission of God, the great commission, we won't settle for the great compromise. Look at Luke chapter 6, 46 through 49. It kind of gives us a practical way of what this looks, look, looks like out of the book of Luke. So Luke 6, 46 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me, listen to this, hears my words and then puts them into practice. That is the commission. It's as we go. His mercy and grace are following us and he is fulfilling his kingdom, but we gotta put it into practice. Verse 48, he is like a man building his house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. How many know that Jesus is that rock that we're building our lives on and our families on so that when the storms come, I'm still gonna be left standing. 
How many know that sometimes the storms of life are the message that can go out from our household? Everything that happens that's bad is not God's fault. Come on, somebody. Right? But life happens, and it's not fair every time. And I have a choice in that moment. Will I put into practice the commission of God? Will I remain faithful? Will I remain hopeful? And will I remain uh, in love as I trust God for my healing and breakthrough? And listen, as somebody watches you persevere, as somebody watches you endure, what's gonna happen? His mission, his message is gonna go out and someone's gonna go, how did you do that? And you're gonna go, my God. We got any testimonies in the house? Come on, do we got a few? My God, because that's who he is. So it then says this, but the one who hears these words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. And the moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. See, the enemy wants me to compromise. He wants me to do this apart from God. And we know anytime you try to do something apart from him, I can testify I'm robbing God of his promises in my life. When I try to do something in my own strength, I don't know if anybody else out here, I just make a bigger mess of it. But if I get down on my knees and I lead my family to do the same, we can watch God do a miracle in our life and it'll be the open door for somebody else too. It's his great commission of God. So, let me, let me give you this testimony of kind of what this looks like. How many of you remember Hurricane Katrina? I know it's taking us back a few. We lived in Vernon, Texas at the time. We were ministering in our hometown. Paige and JC were in elementary school. So we're watching all of this just unfold on the TV. Obviously, they're watching that. Anybody ever felt helpless when you just see stuff happen to other people and you want to do something about it? Praying is always the right choice. But how many know sometimes you're the answer to the prayers you're praying? So God moved Lana and I's hearts just in the Holy Spirit that we would co-labor with him. And we were like, this Christmas, what if we go down and we just serve the people of that area who've been impacted by that? And so we found this as an opportunity, not just to tell our girls we were gonna do this, but we invited our girls to ask God themselves, how many know that your sons and daughters are watching how you are commissioning with God? And if we never invite them to commission with him, then they will compromise with the things of the world. So I'm, giving, I'm, give, I'm telling you right now, if you need to do a heart connection with your kids, heart connection with God, who is it in your circle that you can go on mission, co-mission, and bless together as a family, serve together as a family? You don't have to wait on the church to plan a mission trip. Praise God for those opportunities. But everywhere you go is a mission trip. What if your next tournament, you in that Circle, you just went all throughout the weekend. God, who's a family? Who are you highlighting? How can we co-mission with you? Because this is where we are and how beautiful are the feet that what? Bring good news. Am I, am I talking to anybody this morning? Come on, come on. So we asked our girls, elementary age, how many of you know that our kids, they'll respond to God's heart? That's just what's in them, man. Faith like a child. And man, they did. That meant they were gonna go without Christmas presents for themselves. But how many of you know that the greatest gift is the one who gives? And they, both our older two girls will tell you this is the trip that they remember the most. So we, that Christmas, the four of us went. We stayed in a shelter with all of those who were still in shelters. It wasn't an easy trip. There were some things that 
were a little, little tough, a little hard. Lana can testify, all right? Wasn't easy. How many know when God calls you to step out of the boat, it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but he's going to walk with you through it. Come on. Isn't that the co-mission with God? I want my faith to grow. And so sometimes we got to put ourselves in some places where it's not sometimes always the safest, but God's with me because he moved our hearts with his and there's something bigger he wants to do. And we got to co-labor through faith, hope, and love with those people as we gave out groceries, as we cleaned up houses. But what God had for us and our family is one of the restaurants we ate at this waitress, her name was Ashley. She waited on our table, and everybody had a story in New Orleans at this time because that hurricane affected everybody. And we began to hear her story, how their house was in ruins. It had set in water. Her dad's health was deteriorating, and they didn't have anyone to help them. But my God, because we're sitting here and hearing this. God moved our hearts to go do this. We're commissioning with him. We're not compromising with the things of the world. And guess what we got to do? We got to go back to our church that we have a kingdom family. Come on, you have a circle of influence that when God moves your heart, you're not having to do it by yourself. You do it with him and with others. That spring break, we took a team back and guess what we did? We got to help them get their house back in order. And we got to be a demonstration of what? The commission of God, his message, his hope, his blessing. And it impacted that family, but it impacted our church. So then when hurricanes happen, Vernon, Texas is not that close to the Gulf Coast. But when you begin to raise a flag and say, hey, if you need to evacuate from the Houston area, we would end up housing 20 plus people in our church in Vernon, Texas over hurricanes. Why? Because the seed was cast. We can do something. We can commission with God. And man, it, that's how you raise up the next generation. Invite them to come alongside you and let them be the demonstration of faith, hope, and love for somebody else. And then they'll walk in it themselves. See, here's the compromises. When we don't build our house upon the rock. See, here's, here's, here's some areas, just three, there's so many. But think about how media influences us. Think about forgiveness and how we navigate forgiveness toward others. And think about the power of our words. I'm just highlighting three areas. How many of you know the enemy wants to take you out through the media's influence? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Come on, you remember the song? I remember the Lord saying to me when I was a young dad, my girls, you know, there, Tommy, if you can't watch something on TV that your girls can't sit to your right and to your left, then why are you watching it? I'm the example in my household what gets in and what doesn't get in. And we need to take back those media outlets that we've allowed the enemy direct access into our homes, into our families, where we have, let me just say it to you, love, where we've compromised. Just because the world produces something doesn't need, we need to be a consumer of it. And there are ways that I know you can use media to the advancement of the kingdom, but am I talking to anybody? Has anybody heard families being torn apart because media got its hooks and claws through the enemy's schemes and tactics? And I just want to say on behalf of, of uh, our staff, not in our house of the house of God. This is a house of prayer, amen? And we're not going to compromise and just do things that everybody else does, if it doesn't line up with kingdom values, values and the commission of God, then I'm not choosing to participate. Colossians actually says, do not handle, do not taste, and do not touch. Sin will always take you further than you wanted to go. 
I'm, t- I'm, I'm just, I want you to know the reason why we don't co-mission with God is because we start giving into the compromises and our eyes are the window to our soul. And if we give access to the enemy through media outlets, whatever you see, whatever you hear, all that stuff, I'm just saying today in the name of Jesus, just evaluate is this is what's causing our family to reap destruction and heartache then God, we can make a choice right now as a family. Let's all, and listen to me, dads. I love you. I'm a dad. I, I, when we put on healthy, just standards around social media with our kids, let's not just ask them to do something or do something for them that we're not gonna do with them. Dads, you lead by example, and you put the same healthy things on your phone, your stuff, so there's not access for the enemy to get to you as well. Come on. That's the commission of God, Amen. I'm gonna lead by example. And we're not gonna give the enemy just access um, to our house through media. How about forgiveness? Man, that's a big one. Can I just tell you, the Bible says this, it's not optional as a believer because you've been forgiven. What does the Bible teach? And it's not just one verse, there's multiple verses. If you've been hurt or wronged, I'm not diminishing what happened to you. I'm just saying what happened to Jesus will help you forgive so you can cut off the schemes and attacks of the enemy. How many know that forgiveness is a gift that God's given us and we need to loose it because it's been loosed in us? Father, forgive them what? For they know not what they do. How many know that our hearts can get hurt and bitter? And when they get hurt and bitter, they'll get hurt and bitter toward God, toward somebody else, and commissioning with God is the last thing on our plate. We will compromise and we will settle. So I'm just saying to you, let God's example through the person of Jesus Christ lead you to forgive. We don't treat others the way the world treats others. And we gotta stop, act, we gotta stop expecting the world to act saved in certain situations because they don't have access to the Holy Spirit, but as sons and daughters of God, we do. We do. I can commission with God in a very volatile situation where the world begins to manifest, and I can either respond to that in the flesh or I can step, I mean, just let the Holy Spirit come fill my heart with greater measures than His and bring peace to a situation the enemy wants to bring chaos to. And that brings me to words. I I wanna just tell you this in love. If your words are not building up, encouraging, championing someone, then stop speaking words that tear down and are critical and complaining and griping. Can we just say that in the house of God today? If you're talking about someone else, stop and start talking to God for them and uh, on their behalf. Be a part of their blessing and breakthrough. We taught me, Atlanta taught me of the sign language for peace just to help her navigate when she just kind of felt herself get off, you know, so she would say peace and then she would take a deep breath. And the next thing we know, Atlanta and I are having a little disagreement and Mia steps right in the middle of us and she says, peace. (laughs) Come on, train up a child. They'll humble you quickly. My mom's here this morning. She knows that me will do the same thing with her and my stepdad. She'll just step in there and go, peace. Why, there's power in our words. And I just wanna say to you, when we co-mission with God, words bring life because his words bring life. Words will build up. You should be building up your spouses and your kids. You should be building up your parents. Why? We're co-missioning with God. And they're made in the image of God on purpose, for a purpose. And the last time I checked, God said that was good. I'll say it to you this way. You know you're commissioning with God when you start with the creation story 
instead of the fall of man story. The creation story, God made man in his image and he said what? I did good. When I'm commissioning with God, I'm still treating everyone the same way God spoke it. When I step into compromise, I, I replace the creation story with the fall of man story and I focus more on the wrong and the hurt and the evil. Do you, anybody know what I'm talking about? And we respond to each other out of our weakness and out of our mistakes. Can we respond out of the creation and not the fall of man? Because last time I checked, Jesus came to redeem and he came to cover and I wanna be about his commission. I don't have a lot of time to unpack all of this, but Matthew 24, one through 14, Jesus' words, and I'll just, I think I just wanna just read one to you because it is Jesus preparing, you know, those of his day, those of our day for the, you know, the end. This is one of those passages, signs of the end of the age. And let me just say this, no person knows the day, the hour, the end. Jesus doesn't even know. So we don't live in fear to that. All right, we live in expectation. I'm just gonna steward well today, knowing that when Jesus comes, I'm be ready for his coming. And I wanna help others be ready for his coming too. I'm not gonna live in fear the end of our days, the last of our times. You've heard me say this. It's gonna be the end of Satan's days and the last of his times. So if anything, let's look forward to that part. But the reason why Jesus hasn't come yet is he's patient. He's wanting his sons and daughters to commission with him so that as the word goes out, someone else is gonna get saved too. But in the end, it says this. I'll just start in verse nine, Matthew 24, nine. Then you'll be handed over to be persecuted, put to death. You'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. This is the great falling away. This is the great um, compromise, if you will. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. So this isn't talking about a lost world. This is talking about sons and daughters filled with the Holy Spirit of God who are turning away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. And because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm, come on somebody, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Who wants to be standing at the end? That only comes through the commissioning with God. I know I can speak for our staff and our pastor. We are not gonna be a part of the great falling away. We're gonna be a great part of the great commission, and there's still gonna be people added to his number daily being saved through this house, amen? Amen, that's what God came to do. Matthew 16, 13 through 19. I won't turn there, but basically it leads us to two truths, the declaration of who God is, who Jesus is, and the declaration of who he says you are. Do not let anyone, all right, convince you something's true about God that's not. Let God always define himself to you. God, what's true about you? Because I'm gonna stand on those truths and promises. That's fulfilling his commission. And God, what do you say is true about me? He spoke to Peter and he told him because Peter said what? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now your name will be Peter, rock. And upon you, this foundation, that declaration, I'm gonna build the church, watch this. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Can I just say to you, we win? Somebody tell your face that. We win! <laughs> we win! And we have been entrusted with this great commission so others can declare we win too. Our, our commitment here 
as this leadership is to provide space and opportunities for us to fulfill the Great Commission. And so today, you're gonna have an opportunity right now to be a part of that Great Commission over in the Mesa Verde area. You see some of our staff wearing these, these shirts, all right? These are hoodies. And so some of you would go, why are we giving out hoodies when it's 100 degrees outside? Come on, somebody, let's pray for fall, amen, all right? But here's what you don't know. In the Mesa Verde Elementary, these are kids who've come from all over the world. There are 40 different languages being spoken in that elementary. If you saw what happened in Afghanistan on that tarmac, 20 families came from that tarmac into our community and are at Mesa Elementary. They grew up in what? Warm climates, and they don't go into AC buildings. When's the last time you walked into an elementary school? Is it a little chilly? Just like it is in here. God bless America, all right? Yes, I love it, though. So what are we doing? We're giving every kid, every teacher, every staff, this is what they requested. This is their school colors. This is their mascot. Mesa Verde's on it. And so when they do meet the teacher night, every kid, we've already made these. We made these in-house. Brandon did the logo. Justin ordered them, put the stuff on there. And now you guys are gonna get to commission with God, be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Because how many know the kingdom of heaven looks like a hoodie sometimes that says Mesa Verde on it? I'm for real. Like, this is the demonstration of the love of God because when they look around and everybody has one, no one, no one's being left out. Those who clean the school, those who are in the cafe, they're getting one, all right? What we've already done in Mesa Verde is we've got a mission team of, of 80 plus already trained up. We've got 60 of the teacher, faculty, staff, principals have all been adopted by somebody in this church. We have their favorite things. We're praying for them. We're blessing them. We're partnering with them. Did a big lunch for them last May, and they can't wait for us to co-mission with them again in the Mesa Verde area. Come on, somebody. Is that the kingdom of heaven? And we're going to do it. Next week, Pastor Cade is gonna preach on how you can serve here. There are so many powerful ministries going on right here within our walls, and we need you to say yes and serve in those ministries. You're gonna hear that. You're gonna have an opportunity to sign up for the Mesa Verde mission if you want to jump on board and be a part of what God's doing there through the fall because we're praying um, for direction and those open doors to eventually do an after-school program where these kids can come to Bicota Baptist Church, the Chase Church at Mesa Verde, and watch this. They can have music classes. They can have art classes. They can have uh, cooking classes. They can have a safe place after school where people love them and look like Jesus. Us, yes. And we're gonna get to love on them, encourage them, get to know some things about their nations, their countries, in hopes that we get to meet their moms and dads and introduce them to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We still support Alan Tinsley, he's a part-time pastor. He's got a smaller congregation that meets there right now. And guess what? Last week, two people gave their heart to Jesus Christ in that service. Can we celebrate our new brothers that did that? That's what God's doing. So I want you to take out your phone. We're gonna give you an opportunity to co-mission with God. If you have the app, then you can go to our app right now. And we're gonna give you a chance to buy one of these hoodies. The first service bought over 100, so we're a fourth of the way there. There's 450, all right? Every one of us can do this. You can buy multiple. Why? 
because we're going to co-mission with God, with each other, and we're going to love some kids that God's brought to the panhandle of Texas from the nations, and eventually we're going to see some of those same kids, maybe through the first act of a hoodie, give their life to Jesus Christ. On the screen, there's a video as you go to the app. If you haven't updated, you'll need to update. You'll go to the top right, all right? Brandon put this video together for us. And if you go to store, brings up TCAP merch. Melissa and Brett, their team did a beautiful job putting all this together. You're gonna go down to make a difference, one of our core values. And then it'll bring it up, the Mesa Verde Elementary, $20 gets one. Every kid, every staff member are getting these. Add to cart. Then you're gonna go down to one item in cart. You've done this stuff before. I know we got some Amazon shoppers out there. Hallelujah, complete your order. And then you got your payment method. And before you know it, you have co-missioned with God today. Double click and man, you can purchase one of these. So for the today, next Sunday, the next Sunday, we're gonna have 450 of these purchased. Every kid, every faculty, every staff at Mesa Verde, if you need help with that, guest connect or out here, we're gonna show Italia how we're doing this. And we're gonna accomplish a kingdom thing together. Watch this. We ain't gonna be about the compromises of the world. We're gonna be about the commission of God and we're gonna fulfill and advance his kingdom until he comes. I want you to stand where you are. I'm gonna read Psalm 103, verses 20 and 21 over you. I'm gonna read this out of the passion. Our ministry teams are gonna come. Man, I love getting a chance to be a part of this house. You guys do so well. Loving, serving, blessing, commissioning, but let us not settle for anything that the enemy would have to offer. Psalm 103, verse 20 and 21, listen to this. So bless the Lord, all his messages of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word and you do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. When it's all said and done, how many of you want those truths and promises to speak over you and your family? Isn't that it? We're gonna bless God. We're gonna serve God. We're gonna do what he says and he's gonna get the glory for it. And we're actually gonna fulfill the great commission and we're gonna make disciples who look like Jesus because that's what this life is all about. I want you just to close your eyes where you are. Let us open our hearts, just position ourselves. I want you just to ask the Lord this morning, just ask him, God, when you see me, do you see me fulfilling your great commission? Just ask him. There's no condemnation, but it's good. The word says, test me, try me. See if there's anything in me that doesn't line up with who you say I am. And so if you're not currently fulfilling the great commission, if there's some compromises that you are making, here's the good news. You can let God heal that right now as you just confess. Just let him bring his light to that, bring his healing to that, bring his redemption to that. And then just asking God, how can I co-mission with you in my family, in my neighborhood, in my workplace? And then just do what he says. How good is our God? You might be around some family members right there and you can just confess together. We're gonna co-mission with God we're gonna fulfill his great commission. 
we're not going to settle for any compromises. We're going to let the promises Jesus gave his life for be fulfilled in and through our life and for others too. So Father, we love you and we bless you. God, I pray that if there's anyone in this room who's never prayed to receive Jesus Christ, that as your word went out today, it found a heart that would say yes. And during this invitation, they would come and they would just share that with one of these ministry teams. And today would be the day of salvation for them in this house. May it be so. God, if there's anybody in this room who's prayed to receive you but just never followed through in baptism, God, they take a step of faith today. Just come down and just say, I'm ready to make that public profession of faith through baptism. God, this is discipleship so that, God, what we do, God, will be reproduced in others. God, heal marriages, heal families. God, we confess we want to fulfill your great commission. We love you and bless you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let's bless God together. You respond as he leads you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.